Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Tabletop Tavern. Welcome to episode four, Songs from the Sea of Trees. It's so good to see all of you and have all of you here. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Jenny. I will be your DM for this adventure, and I'd like to give my players a chance to go ahead and introduce themselves as well for those of you who may not be familiar. My name is Victoria. I will be playing Leon LaBelle. My name is Ryan Lovegood, and I will be playing Galen Wayfair. I guess I'll go next. <laughs> I okay, am yeah. <laughs> Doe or Doe a Deer, and I am playing Gris Littlefoot. Uh, oh, you're muted. Pip, you're muted. <laughs> I'm Pippin. I'm, I'm Pippin. I'm playing Ariadne and Kylte, and we're both dumbasses. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to go over what happened in episode three real fast, just in case you don't remember. Um, when last we left off, our heroes had rescued the beautiful Leon LaBelle from the grips of the noble Gabriel Linaros and his compatriots. Uh, fleeing from the manor where they had left the bodies of Leon's captors behind, they found themselves at the library of Freylin, where the party sought answers to the secrets of the dead man walking, and Leon looked for information about a mysterious figure from her past. With the assistance of the Bard's College's librarian Valdithas, Gris, and Ariadne found potential answers in a book of traditional songs of the Wood Elves, and Leon and Galen, in an unlikely and largely unwilling show of cooperation, uncovered potential ties between Leon's family and the history of Kralin itself. When last we left off, our party was actually split, uh, with, with Ari and Gris looking over a large tome of traditional songs. And Galen and Leon had just reshelved Leon's, uh, the, the book that Leon had borrowed about, about the history of the world. Um, so there's about 300, 400 feet uh, between them right now. So just some context here. Any interactions will be between groups of two right now. So I think um, Galen and I were in the process of heading back towards Gris and Ari. So um, if I recall correctly, Leon was like mumbling under her breath, like as if anything can go right. First, I try to get killed. Then I don't get any answers about my family. And I'm just like mumbling to myself. Um, and I feel like Leon's going to reshelve the book and then just head directly towards Gris and Ari. Um, probably saying like over her shoulder to Galen, like we should really go back to them and figure out if they found anything about this this dead man that we need to find. So you guys are walking together. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Um, I would say we just walk directly towards them. So you're walking towards them. Galen, do you have anything you want to say? No. Or are you just following library <laughs> voice? <laughs> following <laughs> the library just... voice. <laughs> Perfect. So, so about how far away can we hear? Oh, or sorry. Oh my God, Gris and Ari. Um. So wait. The last time we had ended, um, I had just read this aloud to Ari. Yeah. Um. So I guess at that point, I had kind of like looked up across the library, yeah. and kind of in shock. 
Um, and so I think at that point, it would make sense for me to maybe notice um, the two of you making your way on over. So you yeah. might you might read that kind of shocked expression as I look up and then kind of back at Ariadne and say, the dreamer. I think I know the dreamer. Um, so, Leon sees the panic from a distance yes. and like ramps up her walking because she's like, why is there panic happening? I leave yeah. for two seconds and Gris is panicking. What is going on? So Leon picks up the pace. Um, and then I guess, like, do you want to say anything before I get an earshot, Ari? Um, I am probably still just a little bit confused, but because I think perhaps I recognize this, do I not, Jenny? You do. Um, this is a song that was traditionally sang to children in your village um, to keep them from sleeping in too late. It was sort of like a warning about the dangers of sleeping in past noon and how that could cause Mm -hmm. the end of the world. Or at least that's kind of how how you interpreted it. How how I interpreted it. Great. Then um, I've not noticed them coming this way, but to to (laughs) oblivious, uh, to answer Gris's is like, oh, well, that's not very useful then, is it? Not very useful. It's a children's rhyme. A children's rhyme? You've heard this before? Of course I have. Oh, most world elves have at least in the Sea of Trees. What do you mean it's a children's rhyme? I think it's from where I grew up, okay? It's it's not important, is my point. It reads like a prophecy. It's just to scare kids. So I think after all of this, Gris- Leon's barreling over. At what point- Oh no, you go. Oh, I was gonna say Gris probably deflates. At hearing that this is just a mere children's rhyme. So you probably would have caught just the line, it's just a children's rhyme. It's just a children's rhyme. It's kind of like where you would have been able to hear them okay. talking. So Leon, Leon storms over and she looks at the both of them and she says, yes, I saw your face. Did you find something? Did you find something? Well, no, not really. I'm sorry. I, I, what about you? I, Chris, did you, sounds like, it sounds like you found something. I thought I found something that made sense for something, something else, but, um, turns out it's just a children's rhyme, so. Well, what were you, what is it? What, what is it? What is it? Uh, Chris, the, well, what were you hoping for it to be? Uh, an answer to, um, the reason I left my home, truthfully. Um, I think I mentioned- So like, Leon is like, what is that, Gris? I think I mentioned that I came from a place called Dreamer's Grove, maybe, you remember? Well, it, Dream- yeah. Dreamer's Grove is um, a particular druidic village that you know, kind of works under the circle of dreams. That's our primary focus. It's a small, a smaller village. And um, the elders in our village teach, you know, younger um, students or children who seem to have um, a gift, how to dreamwalk. And uh, the first line really kind of hit home for me. Hmm. 
because... Wait, is that what you think happened to the guy back in Alice? Um, no, I think that's what happened to my husband. Um... <laughs> very s sorry to hear that. Did you ever find him? Well, my husband is found. He exists. He's alive. He's alive. Oh, goodness. Um, that's good. Leon's, like, panicking for a moment, like, oh, um... <laughs> um... What happened to your husband? So my Chris. husband is, um, a well-known dreamwalker back home, back in Dreamer's Grove. Uh, and before I, uh, came here, there was kind of a, an event that happened, and you know, all the dreamwalkers were getting together to kind of figure out what was going awry with some weather. So they walked into the dream world and, and were hoping to commune closer to our gods and to understand what the old gods were, you know, worried about because it seemed like the gods were angry. We wanted to figure out how to solve that problem. Right. And so my husband, Reese, was one of the dreamwalkers who was part of that circle. And um, I was cooking mushroom stew and his brother came to find me and um, he never came out of oh. the dream state. Oh, yes. Um, I'm so sorry. Um, I've now called you Doe twice today. Okay. Doe and Griff are the same. I I don't really have um, words to give Gris, but I just like reach out and like put my hand over hers and kind of squeeze it. I'm like, don't make eye contact, but I'm like, sorry. Like, sorry, squeeze. Leon kind of, like, walks over and, like, puts her hand on her shoulder. She's like, Gris, I am so sorry. I, how you have been, you have, I am so sorry. Like, Leon's, like, having trouble processing that this, like, sweet, positive angel, just, like, pure individual has, like, dealt with, like, so much strife and just, like, hasn't said anything about it. She's like, I'm just, I'm so sorry, Gris. Is this, is this what you think happened to the person in Alis? I mean, it makes sense based on what the old cleric said a little bit. She did mention dreamwalking. I haven't really put it together. I'm, I apologize. I'll, my entire journey has been focused on trying to, to find someone of whom we talk about a lot back in the village. Another dreamwalker who was once part of the, the elder clan of dreamwalkers and who is kind of is kind of a children's tale, kind of like this song, um, Ari. Well, just, just because it's a children's tale doesn't mean there might not be truth to it. You know how elves like to recycle things. Well, that's the thing. I don't. I've never. This is my first time leaving my village. I've never left Dreamers oh. Grove. Leon agrees with, um, like, like Leon doesn't know a ton about like Elven anything, but she was educated on like history and whatnot. And she goes, "Yeah, there were absolutely stories that I was told as a child that have to be at least semi loosely based on something true at some point." There after it's kind of like a game of telephone so what 
could be it could, it can be true and a children's story at the same time. So I have to know, is Galen just standing there watching this happen? Has he had any reaction to Gris like bearing her soul? Or is he just like like oh He's kind of just like uh He's kind of just standing there and sort of just like absorbing it and taking it in. Um because you know, he's experienced things in his life that are sort of similar, but not quite to this level. Um, so he do- he doesn't really feel that it's appropriate to say anything. So he's kind of just taking mental notes. All right, sick. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> so I think I was talking about more about this this person that that Gris was seeking. Um, yes. So back in character, he was kind of a legend. He was one of the best dreamwalkers our village had ever seen. He was notoriously adept at, at going in and out of realms, at communing with the gods, at learning things that none of us were ever able to learn. But he also crossed some lines. And oh. after the elders got together, they made a decision to exile him. Supposedly, he was around when I was a child, well, when we were both children, when Reese and I were both children, but I don't really recall knowing him, but I've heard rumor of him, and at this point, I think he's my only hope. I've spent months and months searching for a remedy, and a spell, something herbal, anything, and I've been digging through, through Reese's journal, hoping to find something because he always seemed like he was searching for something more, and I'm worried that Reese went too far. At this so point, you think, oh no, you go, Jenny. Uh, y'all are kind of very invested in this conversation, and mm-hmm. you don't notice Valdithas sort of walk up behind you all until he <clears throat> clears his throat in an attempt to to sort of get your attention. Galen pulls his knife <laughs> just out of mm-hmm. out of reaction. Valdita um, kind of looks taken aback at, at this reaction and is like, well, there's no need for that. I was simply going to ask if there's anything else I could assist you with. Oh, uh... Sorry. <laughs> and she his knife and kind of just looks at the ground embarrassed. He, the only points, he awkwardly oh no, pats Galen on the shoulder in an expression of like, you know... It's okay. And crouches down um, (laughs) next to Gris. And he says, Have you found what you're looking for? Is this what you meant for me to find? A a child song? Or does this really... I feel like it's more. Do you have any idea? He sort of smiles and he's like, Well, this isn't a song I grew up with, but Perhaps there are those who are more familiar with it. And he sort of looks pointedly at Ari and goes, who could tell you more about its meaning? Perhaps there's some place you could find them. And at that point, he sort of stands and brushes off his robes and walks away as if everything he has to say has been said. Would we have just noticed that? Or... 
And I roll a perception check to see if I notice that. I mean, he just sort of stands up and walks away. You know, he he very purposefully then, like, turns the- on his heel and, and walks away from you. Starts to walk away from you. So, um, Leon, at- look... Oh, no, you go, Ari. I was just gonna say, at this point, not really saying anything, doing my best to keep looking confused while taking very possibly noticeably measured breaths, just like... A little too even, if you know what I mean. Yo, can Gris sense this? Roll sense a perception that? check. Cause I'm, I'm gonna know. roll a perception check as well. I'm probably. Would you all like to roll a perception check on this? Yes, I would. Yeah. Seventeen. Seventeen plus three twenty. Mine showed as seventeen, but it registered as three. So three plus two five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with Leon. You're just standing there like, what was he talking about? <laughs> Galen, uh, Gris, you both <laughs> notice that I'm, Ari like, wrapped up in my other chip. appears to be trying to prevent themselves from having a panic attack in the library. <laughs> so I think at this point, Gris has really taken what Vadithia said to heart and kind of pushes the book towards Pip. And just gestures wildly at it. What do you know? It's my husband. I need to know. Ari, please. I don't know anything. Chris, I'm sorry. He sent you no more. Do you know he said, some? No, someone? he said I would know the people who knew more. Well, then take me to those people. This is uh, uh, life or death. Yeah. He's sitting in his bed. He's this not with my husband. Chris, I can't months. go home. Leon, like, puts her hands, like, between the two of them and is like, okay. Ari. Why can't you go home? It's none of your business. Uh, I just can't. I can point it out to you, but that—that's a—that's as bad as much as I can do. And I roll a persuasion check situation. First, I want to know try what... and persuade Ari to tell me. Galen's making some faces. I kind of want to know yeah. what Galen is going to say. Galen's just excited that there's some sort of internal conflict happening. Okay, I thought that he had some kind of, like, a I'm gonna appeal emotionally to Ari, I'm putting pieces... No, okay. Uh, your emotional action. <laughs> um, you know, you can roll a persuasion check. Want to try and persuade Ari to at least, like, tell me a little bit Ari, more. Ari, let's get a intelligence saving throw. Okay. Not saving throw, I'm sorry, check. Saving throw would only uh, be for okay. a charm person. Hmm. Give me a second. It's five. Mine is a, it's an eight plus five, so thirteen. All right. So, Vic, do, would you like to make this this very enticing appeal to Ari for more information? So, Leon looks at Ari. She says, "Listen, Ari." This is very clearly a sensitive subject for you. Um, I'm not really sure what's going on. I think there's a lot that we don't necessarily know about each other at this point. However, Chris's husband is gone. And Vadithis just said that you, you know 
people who might know something to help Gris. So (laughs) what can you do to help us in that regard? And I know there's obviously something going on. Why, like, why can't you go home? Like, like what is going on here? How can we help get everybody what they need? I'll go. Please shut up. (laughs) Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I just turned to Gris. I go, I will take you there and no farther. I, un- I understand. I under Ari, Ariadne. Thank you. She don't kind of- think I don't understand your pain. I want to help. I do. I'm just limited in my abilities. We Chris. all have demons. I appreciate any help you can give us, or me, or us. Um. <laughs> so Leon says, "Okay, you know where we need to go." need to sleep first though it's been far too long i think we're all a little bit on edge okay it's been multiple Please, nights i haven't love seen a bed God, in like me a bed. yes thank you galen on the same page on the same page i want a nice inn i'm gonna ask Vaditha's if we can take that book i want a nice drink i would like a tree <laughs> <laughs> we're not bar. gonna we're gonna find an inn with a bed that's what we're gonna uh, Ariadne, do, didn't I steal? Didn't I see you filling up your wine skin last night? Don't you have you something to you drink? You can get a drink. Not something right to share, I wasn't asking. <laughs> I wasn't asking for a pipe. You know. <laughs> I'm just saying, just if you want to, I turn. I turn to, but I turn to like just turn my pack away from him and his sticky fingers. <clears throat> At this point, Vidithis has arrived again, having heard Leon say his name with his notoriously good hearing. Good hearing, and uh, mm-hmm. he says, <clears throat> "Can I help you? Do you know where an inn is?" Would like. <laughs> he, exactly. And can we have this book? Uh, he sort of looks from Leon to Galen, to Leon to Galen, to the book, to Leon to Galen, to Gris, to the book, to Leon to Galen, to Gris, <laughs> to Galen. And then he goes, uh, <clears throat> well, <laughs> this is a library. The books are not meant to be taken. However, and he sort of puts one hand on the book and just rips out the page with the song on it, <laughs> folds it up, and hands I was it to Chris. to copy it, Bedithus. And is like, <laughs> no matter. As for inns, he Thank sort of you. stops to think for a moment, and he rubs his chin thoughtfully. The the chaotic man who just ripped this page out of the book gone in favor once more of the calm intelligent wise librarian and sort of thinks for a second and he goes the meadowlark is quite good i i know the owner she's she's wonderful perfect that sounds great it'll be you point us in the right direction it's right by the entrance gates you can't miss it and he sort of looks forlornly at this book that he has destroyed in haste and takes it and folds it up and goes thank you for visiting our library 
please feel free to seek our knowledge whenever you need it. And begins to walk away to reshelve this. I um this book that has destroyed. I don't. I don't know about you, but that thank you felt very hollow. (laughs) Gris is still holding the torn page in like absolute shock, (laughs) but complete gratitude. (laughs) And just said, "Well, Leon." As Vadithus walks away, just says, "Thank you so much for everything." He sort of holds up one hand in acknowledgement without turning around. Like, like he heard you, but he's still reeling yeah. from his own desecration of one of his books. Is there, is there anything mm-hmm. else on the table? Just no. Out of curiosity, damn. Okay, I'll still do it. Um, I rip off a little uh, piece of parchment from the like from outside my scroll case, uh, and hiding it from the others, uh, write. Um, uh, in Elvish, at least. Uh, just, like, tell your husband I'm sorry, dot, dot, dot. And just fold it up and just, like, tuck it in a, in a, like, a corner of the, like, in a crack in the table or something. I'm gonna go with no. I'm gonna say that only Ari notices Ari doing this. Everyone else is a little distracted by sort of gathering your things up and trying to make a move sort of towards towards the, the entrance to the town. Do you head directly to the inn? I was gonna say, I think we proceed directly to the inn. At least Leon wants to proceed directly to the inn because she's exhausted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. I, I see I see yeah. them all being pretty eager, but I'll, I'll stay and I'll match pace with Gris and I'll <laughs> uncork my... My wine, my my no longer water skin, my wine skin, and just start sipping. <laughs> um, I think I think before we go, Gris maybe hesitates, feeling like maybe she has a, additional questions for Bedithus, but aware that he's made a huge sacrifice and ripping out the page, and isn't quite sure if she wants to ask him her other question. So kind of like hand over satchel finally kind of starts to follow and keep, you know, walk alongside Ari as they head to the, to the end. I, um, I just look down and, and offer it. I know it said it wasn't to share, but it was just to spite Galen. So if you want. <laughs> You're offering to Gris? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gris happily takes the skin <laughs> and, and throws that shit back. Yeah, takes it and I'm just like, and like literally probably finishes give the off. heavy sigh yeah, together. Exactly. Can we can we give a synchronized sigh? Uh you can go ahead and try. The delay is gonna kill us. It's cute though. So Alright. So um you walk into down the main street that, that leads directly to the gates to town. And sure enough, on your left as you face the gates is an inn. Um, It's got a hand-painted sign that reads the Meadowlark. Um, From the outside, it seems perfectly respectable. It's it's clean. There are no broken windows this time, which seems like a a good sign. Um, And and the door is actually propped open to let in the breeze. Dion heads in. All right. Does everyone follow? Reluctantly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
when you enter, you see that the inside is uh, quite homey. It's, it's fairly simple, but the floors are scrubbed clean. The walls are pristine. Um, and, and there's a, the, the tables are, are cleared and, and clean. It's, it's a clean inn, which is, you know, by your standards so far, pretty damn good. Uh, there's mm. a few patrons inside. They're sort of set, seated at, at the tables closest to the fire. And in front of the fire, um, a, a, an elf bard is performing songs, um, that are very melancholy. They're about lost wars and lost loves and, and lost lives. It's, mm. it's just... It's pretty sort of calm and, and kind of sad. Uh, there's bundles of dried herbs know. hanging from the ceiling. And behind the bar stands a wood elf woman who, who smiles at you as, as you come in. Um, Leon, doing what Leon always does, immediately walks up to the wood elf woman and says, Hello there, um, madam. Are you the owner of this inn? You're looking for some beds for the evening. She smiles at you all very genuinely and says, Oh, greetings, travelers. It's wonderful to have you here. We have we have available beds. Um, may I ask, are you are you looking for one room or or four rooms or two rooms? Let's say we're looking for a room each, yeah. yeah. I I think Gris is kind you of remember like remember what happened last time. Could I share uh, another room with Ariadne, please? Just not kind of wanting to be alone and, and yeah. trusting Ari at this point. Um, I just yeah, give absolutely. A, like a quick like a nod to Gris. All right, so so the woman sort of counts you up and goes, "All right, so so three rooms then." I would say so, yes, please. Two rooms, please. Two rooms. Yes. She she sort what of point after last night. Maybe that's a good idea. She sort of looks back and forth and goes, "Okay." And uh, takes a moment and and goes. All right. Well, I'll I'll have my husband prepare prepare the rooms for you. In the meantime, would you like something to eat or, or drink? Chris nods. I would like a. Absolutely. I would like a drink. Absolutely. I'd like a. Thank you. Cheapest beer. A ravenous. She sort of um, goes behind the counter or further behind the counter and and pulls out um, four four tankards of ale and then says, um, I'll, I'll have my son bring along some food shortly and smiles again sweetly and, and writes down some stuff on, on a piece of paper and goes, may, may I have your name, ma'am? My name is Lady Leonabelle. And yours is? She smiles and she goes, oh, <laughs> it's very nice to meet you. My name is Griselda. Hey there, Griselda. It's wait, lovely to meet you. Wait, wait a minute. Galen like looks back at Gris and then looks up at Griselda and back at Gris and then back at Griselda. <laughs> Gris has this face. Gris hey, looks at Griselda face. and says, I'm also Griselda. The woman beams in with joy and goes, in that case, your room is free. May I ask how you heard of our inn, Griselda? And she just kind of like, free. Uh, uh, <laughs> the library, Vadethius told us about your inn. Told us it was rather nice. Vadethius, and this, this, her, her grin grows even bigger and Why? she claps her hands oh. together and she goes, well, that is just too kind of him. Please take a seat. Your food will be out soon. And sort of runs into a back room all springy and delighted. 
Galen is visibly so uncomfortable from the amount of joy that is exuding from this woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I just take a step back, but I'm okay with it. Chris is still overwhelmed and shocked, but like, past, she's dealt with too much shit today. She is grateful. She loves other Gris. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I took like half a step in front of Gris, just in case. Gris kind of looks at Arya. So I says, say we should all go and kind of take a seat, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. That's, I was, that's what I was about to recommend. I, the bird seems to be singing something lovely. Let's go take a listen. I think that would be nice. I would say lovely depends on what your version of lovely is. I don't know if I'd agree, but if you it's think it's great. lovely, I think we should go. And yeah, it's awesome. Let's go. Leon hates sad music. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you all sit, you all sit down at a table. Um, it's nice. It's polished oak or something. It's it's quite lovely. Um, the mm -hmm. bard is singing, and a uh, a wood elf belt boy who's probably in his early teens or the equivalent thereof for elves um, yeah. shows up, balancing uh, four plates of what appear what, what appears to be roast chicken. It seems pretty simple, but he he slides it in front of all of you and sort of awkwardly goes um. Your your rooms are uh, are your rooms are, are ready when 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 you're when you're ready. And then he sort of scampers off awkwardly. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. I'm dead. Okay, Leon digs right in. She's hungry. Mm-hmm. She's eating. I think at this point, at this point, Gris is maybe listening or more focused, kind of not at what's going on at the table and maybe thinking more about her husband and her home, but also really paying attention to what the bard is singing. Um, mm -hmm. is, is the bard singing anything that Gris would want to hear, want to remember? So he is singing um, in Elvish. He is singing songs from, from the Great War, which are all very sad. Um, the elves lost a lot, of, a lot of territory and a lot of sort of incest, ancestral homes um, during this war. So these are just real sad songs to sort of accompany yeah. your inner turmoil, you know? Lo-fi beats to cry and miss your husband, Lo too. Lo-fi beats to miss your hubby, too. <laughs> oh, goodness. So in that case, Gris is sad and kind of yeah. picking at her plate um, kind of mindlessly. Yeah. Is Gris I, A little tone deaf, but trying trying to, like, connect goes, like, be more depressing if you understood it. I do understand. Because I'm just hearing all of all of the Elvish of the oh. Great War and, and all these um, things. Chris just mumbles, I, I do understand it, because Chris also speaks Elvish. I oh, do I believe Galen is the Leon is fluent. Yeah. 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 Leon, Leon looks at Ari and says, nah, I get it. Galen can just it. Like, tell that it's a sad song, and that's all he needs to know. Just so he just, he's, just, he's just here, and he's enjoying himself somehow. He's vibing. <laughs> Leon notices that Gris isn't eating and she gently places her hand on Gris's arm. She says, Gris, I need to eat. No, you don't want to. I know you've got a lot going on. No, no, I need you to eat, okay? Gris kind of continues picking out her plate and she's like, I'm not super fond of chicken. Unless it's. Want chicken me to of ask them wood. to bring you something else? And she just kind of. And that is a mushroom. That is a mushroom. <laughs> that is a mushroom, folks. The vegans know. Um, you want me to request something else for you? I will go and ask Griselda 
to bring no, no, me no, something no. else. You, you need to been, eat. She's been far too kind. I'll I will eat here in a minute. I just need some time to. Um... Galen gets up from the table and starts walking towards the back room that Griselda went into. <laughs> Griselda emerges Theon from follows. the back room like, <laughs> and um, stands there and smiling sort of awkwardly like, what the hell are you doing? Get back on the other side of the bar and says, can I help you? My friend over there needs some mushrooms. Do you have any? The woman sort of blinks and is like, it's important. <laughs> I know it sounds really weird and strange, but she desperately needs mushrooms. I think any will do. Just please, for the love of all, that the is magic. The woman holds up a hand and she goes, my dear boy, we're what else? Of course we have mushrooms. And like... Yeah sort of <laughs> goes back into the back room, not allowing him to finish his sentence, and then emerges with just a plate of, of cooked mushrooms with maybe some salt on them and sort of hands them to him in like a, oh my God, why did you think you had to go on and on? Of course we have these goddamn mushrooms. And then smiles again and goes, please enjoy them. They're, they're on the house. I'm, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, uh, yes, my, it, oh. my husband has, has finished preparing preparing your rooms when That's, when you're ready. Okay, thank you. Uh, and Galen kind of like gives her like <laughs> a side side eye smug. Like, you wouldn't happen to have any wander caps, would you? The woman makes a loud sort of like ah, noise, and she's like, "I cannot believe you would even ask." And then slams the door to the back room and goes back inside. <laughs> All right, Galen turns on his heels and walks back to the table with this seemingly giant pile of mushrooms. <laughs> have we all just have we did were we all able to hear that? Uh, Leon just was. Conversation? No, no, you can't yeah. hear it over the because I Leon like semi hear. followed Galen. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Galen, are you kidding me? What? You did you did you really just did you really just? Come on. I want a bed to sleep in. You not push it? Come on. We've had a rough night. I understand. Thank you for getting the mushrooms for Gris. Whatever. And Galen just walks back and <laughs> sort of just like drops the plate of mushrooms in front of Gris and just crosses his arm. And Gris? That's like, like a side smug on his, like a smug look on his face like. <laughs> Gris kind of like looks down at the plate of mushrooms, eyes wide, looks up at Galen. Isn't oh dearie, you shouldn't have. And digs in like <laughs> absurdly fast uh, and like throws back some of that uh tinker to veil. <laughs> yeah. And she you can tell she's Love really it. happy and kind of like dribbling a little, but she's just fucking like content <laughs> as fuck. So Leon finishes eating and kind of looks around the table. Have you guys all finished eating as well? Yeah. No, I'm about halfway. I've not really. I've been focused more on the tankard than the meal. Okay. Um. So she kind of looks around and she's like, "I'm exhausted. It was almost killed last night." So we're. Yeah, we. I don't think that's conducive to a good night's rest. Not really. Yeah, it was a nice bed for the thirty seconds I was in it before they kidnapped me. We, hey, we they did make it for you after they kidnapped you. 
We found it completely. Oh, did they really, Ari? Yeah, it was absolutely you made. Made like... the bed after kidnapping me. It did not look slept in. How strange. It was fucking I weird. I don't understand. What? That, like, that just adds a whole new level of, like, what the fuck? I couldn't this, tell you. I think Gris is picking at, like, maybe a, a slightly so uh, blood-soaked, like, part of her sleeve because she is the most battered and bruised at the moment. And says, but We need to sleep, guys. <laughs> we need to go sleep. Yes, let's go sleep. Mm. Let's go. All right. Um, so are you ready to head to your rooms? Yes, we are. Trekking. I say so, yeah. I, um, oh, I'll, I want, I want to be the last one up. I want to, uh, toss a coin to the bard. And, <laughs> um, and say, if we're still here tomorrow night, please play something merrier. <laughs> the bard sort of salutes you with two fingers takes the coin, slides it into its <laughs> coin purse, and goes back to playing his very sad song. <laughs> I just, you just give a very, I just turn around and leave. All right, so like, you approach the, the young boy from earlier who's sort of awaiting you at, at the entrance to upstairs where, where the inn is. And um, he sort of rocks back and forth on his feet and he's like, okay, um, well, uh, my, my father, um, he, he, your rooms are, uh, follow me. And he sort of like awkwardly scampers up the stairs. Leona's like gently nodding at him, following him. Cause she's like, sweet little bean. <laughs> <laughs> she loves him. <laughs> I think I think Chris just kind of flashes a smile because it reminds her of some of the kids back home in her village. And like, I like, yeah, so. I just turned to to her and go, I hope we I hope we weren't like <laughs> as kids. <laughs> Plot twist: we all were. All right, so the boy okay, stops. So we follow the boy. Yeah, the boy stops in front of a door and he sort of pushes it open. And he points at Gris and Ari, and he goes, "Okay, so um, this is this is this is for you." And uh, he sort of gestures, and he's like, "Um, my name, my name is, <laughs> my name is." And he All sort right, of he, he trails off, and then he he looks up Gris. at both of well, he's he's taller than Gris, but he looks at, up at Ari, and he goes, "My my." My name is is is, is Lariel. If 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 you need if you need anything, you can you can we'll call, call you Lariel. And then he he nods sort of aggressively, <laughs> and and steps back out of the out of the doorway and and grabs right. Leon's hand and he goes, Miss, um, follow follow me, and <laughs> takes takes you a few feet down the hall to another door which he pushes open and he he looks at Gail and he's like, um, sir, this. This room is is for you and and your wife and sort of uh, sort of nods oh aggressively. No, no, that's not. Are we close no. enough to hear that? Leona's immediately like, no. and that is a no from me. No, no, no L'Oreal, no, no. If I was close enough to hear no. that, I just let out a very huge laugh, snort. <laughs> I guess yeah, you're close enough to hear that. I mean, you said a few feet, so yeah, yeah. Um. So I just go and just shoot Galen a look. <laughs> and at at no. Leon's flustered response, the boy goes, Oh, well that that's good because um um I was wondering why why there were 
two beds. So <laughs> he like sort of like awkwardly scampers away again. <laughs> I love him so much. Oh my god, I love him. Oh my god. Okay. So Leon walks into the room and she immediately walks to whatever bed is furthest from the door. She goes, that one's mine. No, it's not up for debate. I almost got killed last night. You can be the barrier between me and the door <laughs> for anybody who decides to walk in and try to kill me. Okay. Why do you think I made us room together in the first place? I appreciate it. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> I need to sleep. <laughs> um, I think over in, in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gris probably slowly walks in and kind of looks reluctantly at Art and says, "I don't, I don't care. Can we just keep the window open, please?" Fine. I die for Gris. Yeah. So Gris, um, Gris kind of walks over and, and starts kind of opening the window. and Yeah. What else is in the room? Just out of curiosity. It's just two beds. Um, there's a chest at the end of each of the beds, presumably for, for you to put your things in. Um, a simple wooden table in the middle, right underneath the window, um, in, in between the two beds. Uh, okay. Really, really no other furniture. The layout of, of uh, Galen and, and Leon's room is, is the same. Mm-hmm. All right. Then, um... Would you like to sleep? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But Leon's gonna, like, um, kind of, like, 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 put her, like, purse under her head. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> I think Gris is... Um, oh, go ahead. Galen sort of like walks to the opposite side of the room and pulls out uh, a vial of this uh, glowing golden liquid and takes a little swing of it, facing away from Leon so he doesn't give anything away. Or I roll a perception check. Yeah, and Galen, let's have you roll a deception check. Okay. Uh, fifteen plus five twenty. Mine's an 18 plus 220. Oh, God. Okay, roll again. <laughs> 15 plus 5, 20. That is 6 plus 2, 8. <laughs> All right. Um... <laughs> okay. Um, you do not notice. You, you're too busy sort Fair. of <clears throat> positioning yourself on the bed as to best guard your coins. Okay. Um, over in um, our room. No, sorry. Go ahead. Did you want to say something? Oh no, you go. Okay. Over in our room, Gris. Like, where are you at? What are you just, um, just getting ready? I for think bed? I'm slowly putting my satchel like kind of into the chest and okay. maybe like taking out um the torn piece of paper from the book, um mm -hmm. and and maybe sitting on the edge of the bed and, and just kind of rereading it, um and just kind of sitting with my thoughts for a little bit. All right. Then I uh, just want to lie and just lie uh, sit sit against the whatever the backboard or the wall it like on the bed just like sort of crisscross applesauce um, and 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 close my eyes and just uh, breathe and as I'm hearing Gris just kind of like ruffle with the paper and 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 do all these things I just like go just uh, like bar like barely above a whisper just enough so that she could hear 
um, go like, I hope you're all right. I'm sorry I can't be of more help. So Gris kind of hears and, and looks up from her page from the book and kind of turns to Ari and immediately says, no, thank you so much for agreeing to take us to your home. And then kind of I, like gets up from I the hope... bed and goes to yeah. sit down on Ari, on the edge of Ari's bed and kind of looks at them and says, do you want to talk about why you can't go back? Not right now, darling, but I appreciate it. I do hope you find him, you know. And Chris just kind of nods and, and, and pats um, Ari's leg and kind of stands up and moves back into to her bed and kind of starts to kind of situate the sheets and, and kind of crawl in and try and get herself as comfortable as one who is used to sleeping mm -hmm. in lesser situations yeah. can get. <laughs> before before she dozes off, because I, I just going like back and forth on 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 breathing and like saying anything at all. Uh, uh, I just go, don't get up, but can I ask, do you miss him? And Gris kind of just, you know, stares up at the ceiling, I think, for a minute, just kind of thinking, and exhales kind of deeply and says, well, of course, I've known him almost my whole life. We grew up together. And he's still there. His body is laying in the bed in our home. I just can't talk to him anymore. You have a chance to get him back. I'll, I'll do what I can to help. And Gris just kind of, you know, at this point, I think looks away from the ceiling, looks over at Ariadne, and and just kind of says, softly, "I appreciate you. Thank you. And I hope you're right." And then kind of flips. Believe over me, the and... hope is better than the certain. And then she kind of just flips over and, and uh, goes to sleep. And I close my eyes and, and breathe and enter trance. All right. Okay. So you all sleep a really long time. You wake up and it is morning, having gone to bed at probably mid-afternoon. Um, you wake up and dawn is cresting the sky the sun is shining it is a beautiful day uh you pay for the room and the innkeep only charges you as she said for one room and it turns out that the food and drinks are on the house house because and i quote i cannot believe vadithas sent me such a wonderful group of people and another gris and she's just super bubbly um l'oreal sort of waves you an awkward goodbye from behind the bar and oh. you all set off after sort of following just a couple steps behind Ariadne, who seems to be leading the way. So, right. Leon says, claps her hands together as they're walking, and she goes, Ari, where are we going? Wh where are we going? Um, to the Sea of Trees, vaguely. Okay. Chris perks up and says, "The Sea of Trees." I, I love the Sea of my. <laughs> I told you it was my home, Gris. I didn't put two and two together, but it's my home too. <laughs> All right, so 
Ariadne leads you um, down this this primary road that runs uh, out of Fralin um, into the trees. Uh, so as you approach the forest, it becomes clear how it got its name, at least to those of you who have never seen it before. Perhaps you don't really do trees or you're more acquainted with the actual sea. Um, but these are ancient trees, heavy with their spring foliage, um, that rise like green waves on an ocean. Um, while the northern mountains peek over their tops like a distant island on the horizon. Um, the mm -hmm. path beneath your feet turns from smooth white rock to hard packed dirt and then to an overgrown path um, winding through thickening trees just wide enough to fit two people shoulder to shoulder. The leaves overhead are so thick that the early afternoon sun filters through in concentrated beams, throwing dancing gold light across the countenances of the other party members. Um, as you walk, you notice that a member of your party is beginning to walk a little bit slower than the others, actually falling behind even Gris. Uh, Galen, can I get a constitution saving throw, please? Okay. <laughs> uh. <sighs> Thirteen. Galen, you um mm. sort of stumble and are overcome with a feeling of total exhaustion. You've never felt like this before um and and you actually have to sit down it feels like like you can't keep standing anymore um so he literally stumbles <sighs> yeah like he kind of just falls right falls. on his yeah. ass and uh falls you actually down. have to lay backwards um and just just lie down oh so gris right. i think being nearest to to galen uh, immediately kind of hears the thud of, of him falling onto the to the yeah. hard dirt uh, and kind of runs over and, and immediately Mother Gris is here <laughs> and he looks down at Galen and kind of touches his forehead immediately kind of instinctually okay, says, Are you okay? Uh, so when you touch his forehead mm -hmm. he is burning up he, oh. he is hot to the touch definitely Gris warmer a than a person should be does Gris so, sense anything else uh, from him other than just the heat of his forehead? Um, roll a medicine check. Will do. As she's doing this, I just call out. I don't know if 15. I'm not really expecting an answer. Just like, you okay? Galen just like throws up a sarcastic like thumbs up. Yon <laughs> uh, runs over and like kneels beside Gris and is like, "What is going on?" I rolled what? a fifteen. You rolled a what? A 15, sorry. Nice. All right, um, so from what you can tell, whatever is going on is very bad. Um, Galen is gonna need help and probably more help than you can provide on the road. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, so Gris is kind of, you know, touching his forehead and as Leon comes over, she says, he's he's not good. He's burning up. He's absolutely on fire. I cannot, I cannot help him. I don't oh have God. enough herbs on me. I cannot. Okay. Uh, Why? So Gris, Galen, Gris, Galen's what? like, he's, his breathing, like, is starting to get, like, 
like a, a little bit heavier, a little bit faster, and like you know. I roll a magic check. Starting to beat sweat. All right. I'm gonna roll a magic check to roll see if I sense check. any magic. Wait, which one is that? Arcana. Yes. The wrong one. That's a six plus four, do- a ten. This isn't magic. Okay. Um, can I just ha- do a general perception, like if it's something in the environment? Yeah, roll a perception check. You got also a six plus four, ten. So you don't notice anything that might be causing this, but you do think that someone is maybe watching you. Um, it All feels right. like there are eyes on you. Um, oh, goodness. Okay. And as you get this feeling, someone steps out from behind one of the trees. Yon immediately stands up. Um, yeah. This is a wood elf. It is a grizzled elderly woman. She actually appears to be blind. Does Gris recognize her as the woman that gave her the, mush- the Gris magic herb? does recognize her as the woman that gave her the magic herb. So and, I just have hand on hilt and just, like, yeah. I'm ready. Gris kind of, like, stands up and, and walks over to her. And since, you know, she speaks, does she only speak Sylvan? I guess Gris will just talk to her in Sylvan and ask why she's here and, and tells about her friend and says that he's sick. And is kind of, like, immediately thinking that this is maybe a situation where another herbalist can help. This woman uh, holds up a hand and says, he is dying. Please let us help him. And from behind her emerge two more wood elves, sort of burlier looking, um, kind of just, they, they look a lot stronger than this tiny elderly woman um, who, who says, may we take him back to our village? And and Gris, yes, yes, please, for the love. <laughs> can like, take him. Gritted teeth. So, like, so she's speaking Sylvan. Y'all, y'all can't hear her. So, oh, right, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Gris, Gris kind of like, here's But this upon and- seeing the, the other two burly men, I just like, grow closer to Chris, to Gris, just like, just like, and Gris is like, how do you... out, just like, we're ready, like, like, looks do, up. Do we need to be pre- worried? And Gris is, Gris kind of like, reaches out her arm to Ariadne and says they want to help, and then returns to um, the woman and speaks to her again in Sylvan and says, how do you know he's dying? What's going on? Like, can you give me more information? The woman sort of waves a hand at, at the, the men who sort of uh, go to pick Galen up. Galen, do you allow yourself to be picked up? Yeah, I, it's it's unbearable at this point. Like, there's there's sweat just like dripping down my face. Like, I'm, I, I'd say like at this point, like it, it's literally feels like I'm burning alive from the inside out. It's so unbearably hot. Yep, yep. Okay, all right. So they uh, pick him up and they sort of. Uh, carry him through the trees that they just emerged from. Um, the woman grabs Gris's hand and starts to tug her along after them. Yeah. Gris, I think Gris follows along, but is immediately kind of hounding her with questions like, where is your village? Do you have any idea what this could be? Like, what are you going to do? And just kind of, you know, it's just concerned. Yeah. Yon looks at Ari and um... is like, what the 
fuck are they saying? <laughs> yeah, I return a look in kind and just go, uh, as soon as they picked up Galen and started walking, just went like, where the fuck are you going? Because <laughs> you've not relayed any of this information to We're us. Lost. I did think you're going to help. That's all that matters. <laughs> no, not for me. They're wood elves. <laughs> so this, um, it, they, this party, this unlikely triad, trio sort of thing, um, leads you all down this path that then opens up into a clearing. And in this clearing, there's just sort of, um, they're not even really houses. They're, they're sort of like structures that are, um, have, have leaves overhead to protect probably the occupants from the rain. And, and they carried Galen to a, a nearby one and lay him down on a, a wooden mat. And the woman, um, and presumably Gris, sort of kneel over him. And the woman looks at Gris and she says, Do you have what I gave you? And Gris kind of stares at her, concerned and confused, and, and reaches into her satchel and pulls it out and says, Of course, yeah. She nods and then she... she she sort of pushes Gris's hand back into the satchel with the herb, and she goes, oh, good, that will not be necessary. And then she she turns to um, one, of, one of the wood elves that accompanied her who carried Galen and says, I need you to fetch the apprentice. And they leave. And so she's, she's sort of tending to Galen, and, and did, she- Did she say that in common? No, she said that in Sylvan. So she, Galen, you don't know what the fuck is happening. I, yeah. No one so really just, knows what's going on. I yeah. just go I just go up to to Gris, who's presumably by, by Galen, just look between the two and just look at Gris like, do you want to fill us in? Griona's <laughs> pacing. She can't stand still. She's just like pacing back and forth, like, yes, Ari, that's a great idea. I, Gris, what's going on? What's just I like, don't understand. <laughs> Looks up from Galen and the woman startled, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so I'm so sorry." Um, Gris is no, sorry. Galen is dying. Um, <laughs> what? Dying. And she's gonna help. Um, and they're getting the apprentice. Any God, did you say dying, Gris? Are you like getting the languages mixed up? Is that like a really nice way of saying he's like a little injured? Like, is that just a mix-up of verbiage? Are you getting your languages switched up? Is that what's happening here? Sometimes that happens with me and Elvish. I understand. Liam, stop talking. You're not going to get answers to you. Stop talking. Chris is like, no, I'm, I'm Sylvan pretty fluently. I'm pretty sure he's dying. Galen just glares up at oh Chris my God. Says, did you say apprentice? That's what it's I was going to say. Apprentice. <laughs> Chris, Chris Why are you letting up an apprentice treat Galen? Throws up her hand as if like asking for silence and turns to the woman and says, all right, we need more information here. The crew is getting a little um, uncomfortable. Understandably, they do not speak Sylvan. Um, can why pay are for we better getting... than an apprentice? You should why tell are... her that I can pay for better Leon! than an apprentice. And she kind of like mom voices you <laughs> and like stops you in your tracks. Leon stops immediately. <laughs> and she says, why are we getting the apprentice? What is he dying from? Um, the party, uh, my comrades, my compatriots, my uh, crew here. We're a little concerned, rightfully so, and I know Galen is uh, a little on edge since he's dying at all. <laughs> the woman pauses and tries to kind of keep track of the amount of questions you ask and goes, I do not speak common. The apprentice speaks common. And then she she says, 
He should be okay. He just needs to stop. Stop. And Gris kind of like is confused by that, but immediately turns and says, the apprentice is going to come as a translator. They speak common. Please hold on. And then turns back to her and says, he needs to stop. And at this point, a um, a young wood elf woman appears. She's quite lovely, um, seems very self-possessed. And she crouches down next to Galen and, and puts a hand on his head and then says in common, this won't kill you, but you should consider it a warning. Galen is sort of just like, is like, rushing her at this point it's like yeah yeah i'm learning that now let's uh <laughs> let's uh let's uh you know i'm uh on fire on the inside uh it's not quite pleasant let's uh let's please please just make it stop um Leon leans over and says what won't kill him the woman sort of looks up and she goes i'm sorry who are you my name is lady how Leon have we gone this we all work him. together <laughs> Think you were dying. The the woman sort of looks at you like not hugely amused or impressed by the title, and then looks to Gris and goes, "You, do you have a an an herb pouch on you?" Gris immediately starts, you know, digging through the satchel and says, "Well, of course," and starts pulling it out. Um, the woman pauses and goes, "Do you have water root?" You would have water roots if I was that's like, what do, you're wondering. Should I, should I check my equipment? <laughs> okay. Uh, Gris kind of digs back in her bag and pulls specifically out the water root and hands it over to the apprentice. The apprentice nods and she she sort of um, turns to her right and, and starts a small fire and begins to boil water. Um, and, and then looks back at Galen and goes, What's your name? <sighs> my name is Galen, but that's all I'm telling you. Just please, it's that water isn't going to go on me, is it? The woman sort of ignores your question, and she goes, "And and how often? <sighs> how often? Oh wait, we how can't understand what? it yet. No, no, well, this, this, is, this isn't lady. common. This yeah, this is okay. Common. I was like, was it the apprentice or the lady? <laughs> the apprentice, whose name you don't know, oh. but you're just sort of trusting to <laughs> take care of your friend. So she she just says, "How often?" There's how no, often. Nothing. But every every time I go down to rest, and, and he's, he's like breathing very heavily. He's like trying to remain calm, but at the same time, he's like very pissed off that this is happening. Yeah. I'm just like I just go and how often? What Re- rest? What Leon? Do you know about this? No, I don't. But I would like to. Um, she looks at the apprentice. What is your name? The apprentice sort of pauses and she goes, "Well." Lady Leon LaBelle, and she sort of scoffs at the title again. My name is Alex, and I am very unconcerned with, with your questions about, about my patient. Sir, and she sort of your turns- patient is our friend, and we need to know how to help him. So she, we need to know what's going on. She's sort Leon, of- Leon's like getting time. firm here. She, she's not being nice. She's like, while you're doing that, you can tell us what's going on. She, uh- Sorry. She sort of drops the uh, the the root into the the water that that she's boiling, and she looks at Leon and she goes, "Does he have 
a bag with him? Any sort of personal possessions? Yes, he does. He turns to his Galen own and personal like, possessions and that of others. Where's <laughs> the bag? Where's the bag? I think while you're doing that, Gris looks to Alex uh, and kind of says, what are we doing with the water route? How is this going to help? Like she wants to know more and is kind of confused about the process a little bit. And Alex sort of looks at you and she goes, we're making tea. And then she she turns back to Leon and says, may I see his things? Leon walks over to Galen and is like, show me where the bag is, point to it, but take it. Uh, I don't know, where is it? Like at the foot of the bed? Or... Probably like at, at your feet. Yeah. Okay, so Galen just like points to the end of you're on a like. wooden mat yeah a wooden yeah. mat he, he just points to his feet thank you she grabs the bag and brings it right over to alex this is the bag this is all of his things some alex of sort of rifles through it there's some jewelry that's looks like women's jewelry jewelry most likely not his um a, a knife which is odd because he has so many knives on him and then she finds what she's looking for which is just a large stash of tiny glass vials filled with golden liquid. She sort of scoffs and she pockets all of them. And then she goes, that'll be enough of that. Thank you. And uh, proceeds to sort of ladle this tea mixture that she's made into a small wooden bowl. So Leon's standing right on over, like over top of her. She just handed him the bag. Presume she sees her pocket these. Yes, absolutely. Yes. No, she she wasn't so trying Leon, to be subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Leon immediately says, what is that? And Gris, and Gris jumps in and says, wait, you tried to give me that. Were you trying to kill me, Galen? A what? At the party. You did what? Galen just says, he's what like, is that? Screams. He's, he's screaming at this point. He's just like... <laughs> No, Gris. Yes. Yes. No. That's what I saw you put away, isn't it? The woman sort of interrupts them and she goes, I'm so sorry. I hate to interrupt a quarrel, but he will die if he doesn't drink this right now. This seems like a problem you can deal with later. Okay. okay. And she she hands the tea. Well, she she sort of holds the tea over Galen's mouth and she's like, drink. Galen, like, lifts his neck up, just sort of, like, like shakily, like, brings the mug or cup to his lips and starts drinking the tea. He's, like, shaking at this point. Almost, I guess, um, like, his sleeve, his sleeve rolls down and you can, like, see his skin just, like, glowing at this point. Yeah, he's, he's going, he's going all, all orangey gold. And oh no, <laughs> Alex sort of leans back and she goes, "You should be fine in a few moments, Lady Leon Labelle." And Hi. she she turns to Leon and she goes, "That is called Sundrop, and I do not know where your friend got it or why he was using it as often as he was, but he will not be doing so any longer. I trust." And she sort of like looks between all of you as if it is your fault that Galen is a grown ass man capable of making his own mm -hmm. decisions. What 
is does leon know what sundrop is uh no so leon immediately responds just, with what is sundrop i just turned to gaelic as she has i turned to Galen and go you're a fucking idiot now <laughs> is like i'm ariadne <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have the tea? Just drink the tea. And Chris turns to Ariane and says, Sundrop, uh, what is it? So Ari, you know that Sundrop is uh in small quantities used as a an occasional almost antidepressant, um, but people aren't supposed yeah. to use it for long periods of time. As yeah. um it is addictive and also it can literally set you on fire on the inside. However, it awesome. is used by medical practitioners to um, assist people going through rough times. But it has a large sale price on the black market. Cool. Um, I share this with them and just finish off with, and I'm surprised Galen didn't know better. So does does Alex say that to us? No, so so uh, Ari told you this. Ari knows. No, this. I okay. just I just say I, I oh, okay. everything that Jenny just explained. I Perfect, share okay. with you. That's why I but wanted I to finish it sure. off with just a pointed look at Galen, just like so. I would have thought he'd know better. Galen, at this point, um, you're not feeling quite as as warm on the inside. You're almost feeling a little bit stronger, a little bit better. But Alex is watching you with crossed arms, as if the moment you sit up, she's going to start yelling at you. The Leon old woman, by the way, is just sort of sitting there, smiling sort of to herself. She can't see what's going on, but she can absolutely, she doesn't, she also does not no. understand comments. So she's, she's just sitting there having a grand old time. Vibin. Vibin. Yeah. Vibin. She's no vibing. Head empty. Vibe check. Vibing. Uh, um, I think so. Leon crosses her arms and looks at Galen. It's like, really? I know. That's it. She's just... Really. Galen, sit, he's, he sits up and he kind of like turns himself to... Um, so he's like... His feet are on the floor, but he's still sitting on the wooden... Uh, on the wooden mat. And um, he, he he closes his eyes and he, he just says... <sighs> no. Mm. No. Mm. It's a problem I have. Hmm. Been this bad before. Hmm. And he he's like taking deep breaths because, wow, he literally almost died. Like, yeah. <laughs> and um, he kind of like recenters himself and he, um, he kind of just like looks around at everyone, uh, especially the the strange wood elves that just uh, happen to appear out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and um, it's just like. <sighs> If you don't mind, I feel like I have some talking to do with my uh, party members here and would like some privacy as that's a main cornerstone for my people. Uh, Alex sort of lets out like a laugh, but grabs uh, grabs her mentor and sort of leads her away from the group, giving you the space you requested. But as haughtily as possible. When did this start, Galen? (laughs) Alright. So, um, as, as, I'm not exactly 
all that I've let on to be. And clearly, Galen, um, he, takes, he takes off his shirt, and on his body is just like very pale um, markings that kind of like right. go up and around his chest and then all down his arms. They're very, they're distinguishable, but they're very, very faint, almost kind of like they blend in with his skin a little bit, but not quite. And then he brushes his hair back behind one of his ears, revealing that he has ears that are of a triton. Mm. And he uh, he's like, my mother was a human, and my father was a triton. And he 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 gets like visibly angry. He cl- he clenches his fist because he had to mention his father. Um, my father left me. When I was young, out of nowhere, he he was a good dad while he was around, but he put his damned Triton pure blood above his family and left for the plane of water to serve in the Triton Guard, and I haven't heard from him since, and it's been, it's been rough on my mother, mm-hmm. so I just left and found myself in the city of Aquara, and I made my own friends there, and I did what I had to get by, and selling Sundrop was a big part of that. <sighs> learned how to make it, learned how to sell it at almost triple what they sell for in hospitals, oh and kind of like recenters himself again, because he's his like jaw is kind of twitching and his eyes are like darting back and forth because this is like stuff that he never thought he would ever have to talk about ever again i think that hearing this since gris is still kneeling you know immediately kind of like puts puts a hand like a comforting hand on your arm and and kind of like just nods like knowingly um and kind of like sees you in a different light after realizing that you've both kind of experienced great loss and just kind of um, doesn't say much, but just kind of like nods in in a knowing way. Leon immediately obviously feels for him. She doesn't say anything other than, how can we help you? How can we help you? Um, Right before that, uh, or right after that, I don't care, uh, being right next to you in an attempt to uh, kind of diffuse a little bit of, of the emotion and just because I'm not going to like act like make it this any harder for Galen than it probably is just like kind of lightly punches him like in the shoulder or something and goes like parents ain't shit <laughs> Galen kind of just looks up at, at smile, like, smiles and he just looks up at Ari and just says, don't touch me. Is Gris still yeah, touching I just, you? <laughs> I, just, uh, I, just, uh, I just chuckle and like, like, do a sarcastic, like, all right. But How like, I'm taking you? it very humorously. I'm like, yeah, okay, you say, yeah, you go ahead, you do that. Someone's like, I'm waiting. How can we help you? You can't. You can't bring my Long father answer, back, Galen. You can't. 
Chris media Johnson. Let's jumps talk in. micro. Uh, jumps in and kind of, you know, looks to Galen and um, says, you know, I, I haven't lost my father, but I do know how difficult it is to lose one that you love and look up to and to not know where they are. And I feel for you, but you're stronger than you think. And she kind of flashes him like a little smile. And then she sighs and says, plus there's mushrooms and pulls a couple out of her bag. I love her. <laughs> Caleb looks at Gris and says, I, I wasn't trying to kill you. I could tell that you were stressed and thought would have helped your mood a little bit. Um, and Chris just kind of stops him and says, it's okay, dearie. I'm not worried about it. I didn't take it after all. And then just kind of pats him. <laughs> How can we help with this? I'm going to say it. I'll say it. This addiction. How can we help you overcome this and deal with it and, and cope? Well. That's what I meant, Galen. But, oh, let me <laughs> just like. Bring your father back. Like, that's not what I meant. I was doing hey, the minutes right that now. necromancer in A-list. I was talking. True. Not, not necessarily a necromancer, maybe. Well, I was gonna, yeah. Yeah, At yeah this that's point, a fair point. Um, Alex sort of returns very awkwardly. Obviously can tell that this is a very heavy conversation. And she sort of um, crouches down, once again, next to Gris, and, and slides her a few of the vials and sort of says... In Sylvan this time, there can be withdrawals. And then uh, turns back to to the party and says, not to be rude, though there's no real feeling behind it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can I ask what you're doing in Wood Elf territory? And sort of looks between three of you and more or less ignores Ariadne, thinking that maybe they belong here more than their party does. Mm-hmm. Um, Leon, assuming that Ari doesn't want to necessarily, like, talk about this. Yeah. So, being, being ignored is, is, is precisely yeah. what and I'm Leon, trying to Leon's do. like, we are looking for someone. Don't have a name for you. We were heading to some Wood Elf territory. We are looking for a legend. Um is apparently real so we're we're looking we're looking for a, a legend and yes. she she seems like kind of interested but also sort of bored it's a very fine wa- line to walk and yet she's pulling it off Leon <laughs> looks at gris and says you can probably explain what we're looking for or better than i can can you tell alex what we're looking for gris looks at alex and says um an exiled dreamwalker from dreamers grove um, I don't have a name for him, but, uh, seems to be pretty powerful, maybe. But why would you think that he's in Wood Elf territory? At, at this point, um, I kind of pipe up, just, like, mumbling, just like, I, I expect you to ask me again, but I'm not really here, like, I'm not here for this. Um, and give them, is there a general, I forget what I, if I wrote anything, but, like, a general where I'm, of, like, my people, the the small 
congregation of the village I'm from. I don't think we ever gave it a name. Or I, I don't think you gave it, gave it a name. Would you like to give it a name? Or should um, I come up with one? You can come up with one. I have one brain cell, and okay. it's busy being anxious. Um, you are looking for the village of Aliadre, or the area around the village of, of Aliadre. Yeah. So I, I mumble, I just mumble that very quietly. Alex sort of turns to you and goes, Aliadre, what business would you have there? We know someone who might have some more information. About this dreamwalker. Why would you think they would be in Aliadre? I'm assuming that's where you're from. Why would you think? Why, why wouldn't because you know that? I know them? for a fact that they do. It's really none of your business now, is it? Gris kind of jumps in and, and, and just says, well, we just know that the, the, there might be information and uh, our friend here knows that maybe somebody might be there. It's no big deal. Can I please speak to your mentor? The woman sort of sighs and- pulling the manager card. Let's go. <laughs> Alex, Alex yes. sighs and, and leaves for a second before returning with, with the old woman who, who touches your hand very gently. And Gris kind of grabs her hand as they did once back in the uh, kind of shopping district of um, Freyland and, you know, kind of looks at her at her eyes, even though she can't see her and says, so about that herb. The woman, the woman laughs and she says, you will know when you need it. May I ask what brings you here? But she smiles as if she already knows. And Gris just kind of offhandedly, you know, says, oh, we're, search we're searching for the Dreamwalker that was exiled from my village. Um, hoping he can help us. The woman sort of narrows her, her sightless eyes and goes, I don't think that's what you're looking for. Gris kind of looks at her and kind of looks over to her part party and <sighs> kind of exhales and says, well, I guess uh, I'm just looking for a way to bring my husband back from the circle of dreams. The woman nods uh, sort of uh, yeah. slowly and goes, the dreamer at the end of the world. And, and Gris immediately eyes wide says, you know of it? And pulls out the paper torn from the book and, and and kind of holds it up to her, but then realizes she can't see and kind of holds it back down and says, I, I, we found this song, uh, apparently a, a children's song, the song of the dreamer at the end of the world. What do you know of it? The woman smiles and she says, I think you have everything you need. And Alex, who has been hovering, goes, in common, the dreamer of the end at the end of the world. That's just a children's rhyme. And Gris kind of just smiles and, and squeezes the older woman's hand and, and says thank you in Sylvan and turns to her party. And uh, I, obviously they haven't heard any of this because it's in Sylvan. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, says we may need to, I'm not really sure where exactly your village is, um, Ari, but maybe we should make a pit stop to Dreamer's Grove. Um, since we're in the sea of trees. Alex sort of ignores this interaction and goes, you're looking for the dreamer at the end of the world? Come on, you have to know that's fake, right? To Ari. And then goes, you know, the whole story with the stone bed and the and the sleeping in the woods, that that's all fake, right? How like, close am I to him? To Alex? You're she's yeah. she's like ten feet away from you. Oh, okay. 
Um, Gail mutters under his breath, even I have more emotional intelligence than that. <laughs> Does Leon hear that? I think, are you still like kind of like uh, crossing your arms, staring at Galen? Yeah, she's like right beside Galen, like. <laughs> okay, yeah, then, then you hear that. She like reacts and then immediately is like, stop reacting, that's unladylike, and is like, Galen. Huh. Oh, come on, uh, you don't know the story just... of the dreamer at the end of the world? It's not just a song, you know, there's a whole story that goes with it. Gris eyes wide. Um, a story? Oh yeah, come on, you've never heard of this? All right. So it's this whole story. I can't tell it like the elders would, but it's so boring that way. Basically, there's this guy who walks to the middle of the forest and he finds this bed of stone and he lies down on it and he falls asleep and the gods breathe some kind of words onto his bed so that he would never wake up because, I don't know, you're not supposed to sleep past noon or something. And she sort of laughs and she goes, anyways, I'm sorry, I was interrupting. And stands up and guides her mentor off again. Okay. <laughs> Leon is kind of like, um, I don't, I don't know whether we gained knowledge or lost knowledge from that. Not a bit of a loss, everyone. But I say, this is not my forte. <laughs> so, not much of an apprentice now, is he? Now is it? Plan. What's the plan? I don't like her. For the record, by the way, guys, I don't like her. That's a fair assessment. She's rude. <laughs> I don't like her attitude. It's mm, not mm, not ideal. Chris kind of kind of grunts and, and is is uh flipping you know frantically through through Reese's notebook yeah. <laughs> and she's kind of scratching her head and and looking at the torn paper and at this point she's probably sitting on the floor and you know things scattered about yeah. as as Chris is wont to do. Um, right. and she said, but she was actually quite helpful. Um, yeah, about that trip to my, my, uh, hometown, I really think we should make that. Um, and Ari, all, all, all too thrilled to not get to where they were going, goes, yeah, sure, whatever you want. Uh, but wait, we should go to yours first. Going? No, let's, let, no, 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 it's no. not necessary. Uh, you no, no, said she was helpful, sorry. right? It was helpful, what? but I still think that your person might be more helpful. But I think maybe after, uh, at some point, we have to go to Dreamers Grove. That's all. That's all. That's all. Let's make let's make this logical, friends. What comes first in the trajectory? What's the furthest away? Dreamers Grove is furthest away. Right. So Ari, we are going to your village, Aliadre. Did I hear it correctly? As Aliadre? Yes, but. Before Wonderful. That's we, where we're gonna before go. Before we know before we go there. You agreed. I did I no, I agreed I would take you somewhere that could help, and I think we don't have to go to Aliadre first. That's fine, just wherever. Let's go. You're fine, right? right? <laughs> you kinda turns to Gaelish. We'll come back we'll come back to this uh sun drop thing later, but you're feeling okay, right? <laughs> is there is is there a uh is there a river or a lake nearby? Something like a, a, some sort of body of water. Yeah, probably. There's there's plenty of streams and and brooks that that run through this this forest. There, the odds are very good that if you proceed in any one direction, you will find one in under an hour. Okay. Cool. 
I'm gonna look for a lake. <laughs> All right. Are you gonna tell us that you're gonna look for a lake, or you're just gonna mentally look for a lake? Yeah, I'm fine, but I I would like to look for a lake, please. Um. Well, I'm I'm sure we'll come across one uh, as we walk. There's a place that I half remember uh, when I was living here that I think might be more useful to you. What is um, half remembering? Sorry. Listen, I don't remember much about wandering here, but it was strange enough to stick out, and I think I mean, it was, it had words on it, it said uh, it said, like, dreams and, and slumbers, and I think that might be related, and I think we can go there first. You remember how to get us there, it's, is the real is, question. Yes, it is, however, on the human side of the Sea of Trees, so we have a bit of a trek, luckily, away from my hometown. <laughs> Ari's like, yes. <laughs> that's fine. I think that's fine, and then if that doesn't turn out, then we can go to your village, and then we can go to the Dreamer's Grove, you said it was, Gris? Dreamer's Grove? Dreamer's Grove. Dreamer's Grove, yeah. And let's right. do that. But but Lake, um, for Galen. He almost died, yeah. after all. Give him a Lake. <laughs> um, has yeah. Galen tried to stand up yet? Um, so are, are the rest of the party standing? Yes. Yes. Yeah, How are you standing around Galen? I'm I right think beside Galen. pretty close to Galen. Pippin. I'm probably a little bit away since have, since he told me before to get away from him. Okay, Galen. Like, at three feet. Let's okay. have you roll a dexterity check. Actually, no, a strength check. God damn it. Okay. Dead. Two plus zero. All right, so you attempt to stand up and you sort of grab onto Leon and sort of like stumble into her. Leon, do you catch him or do you let him fall? I'm going to try and catch him. All right, let's have you do a strength check. Oh, God. <laughs> Ilan got a negative one on strength, so <laughs> it ain't going to be good. I rolled a fucking nat 20, so that's a 19, baby. All right, so you- That's my first nat 20 of the game. Like, I'm talking four episodes. It... Oh my god, that feels good. So, based off of our rules, that is a, uh, that, that was a critical success. So you not only catch Galen, you sort okay. of steady him right up and, uh, and so, so he's sort of leaning on you for support, but he has not fallen over, despite that abysmal roll for the, uh, the, the strength check there. So, um, you sort of study oh, she him. She kind of, like, look- Yeah. I was gonna say, she looks over to him and is like, I'll just help you until we get to the lake, and then it'll be fine. Then you'll be fine, right? I can't carry you the whole way. I can't- I can't do it the whole way. I, I don't want you to carry me the whole way. Great. We're on the same page. I think- I think Gris is like, oh, um, I don't usually do this, but maybe my staff will help you gain some, uh, strength on your feet. And kind of presents her beloved staff to oh. Galen. I just as Galen Galen recognizing this as a significant amount of trust <laughs> for himself <laughs> uh takes the staff and sort of like props himself up on it, almost like he has to really have to lean on it to stay mm -hmm. balanced. I'm imagining like 
Leon and Galen are doing like the thing in the movies where like his arm is over her shoulder. Like she's got her arm like under his other arm to just like mm-hmm. help him. So you're like weekends yeah. weekend at Bernieing. Um, yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, I as I'm looking at them, presumably a little uncomfortable at the proximity they are to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I just go and say, "Well, I would help, but you told me not to touch you." Can I clock that? <laughs> yeah. She's comfortable roll, with the distance. Roll a perception check to see how they. Uh... Uh, Did I roll one as well? Yeah. 12 plus 3, 15. I feel like I should, yeah. Let me roll that roll quick. Gris, if you want to roll one as well. 18 plus 2, 20. All right. Just don't give a fuck. (laughs) I was going to say, you have motherly instincts, so you get a plus 3 for this. Um, (laughs) So, Leon and Galen, you both clock this. Uh, Ari is Mm. jealous. You can sense it. Like... Leon, you definitely picked up before on on Ari thinking that you're cute, and you're pretty used to this, but you both clock yeah. clock Ari's jealousy here. <laughs> Gris is just like Leon, kind of like half. Leon's not gonna say anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like are you Leon jealous? doesn't want to make it uncomfortable. Oh, and hey, Leon's so like, Galen, that's the end of that conversation. At the same time, it's like, are you jealous? Kind of like, think... the, like, hey, buddy, buddy, like, haha, kind of way. And Gris kind of mutters, if I had my stuff, I would whack you with it. Come on, Ariadne, and like, plugs on Ariadne yeah. and Leon's like, out of like there. no, 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 we're <laughs> not having this conversation right now, Galen. Fair enough. So, I mean, Gris, can I, you guys I, lead the way? Yeah, so yeah, Gris, I'm like, Gris, if Gris is leading me, then I, I like, and she's like, you don't know where you're going, though. And then I like step in front of her, and I'm like, Gris firmly believes she knows where she's going, for the record. So see if she is. Um, on their way out, do they say goodbye to um, Alex and the old elder woman? Um, yeah. Or they if, just kind of... If you want to, go for it, yeah. Oh, um, Leon does not. Gris uh, wants to. <laughs> the old woman takes Gris's hand one last time and gives it a tender but firm squeeze. Um, and, and there's, like, genuine love in her eyes, which is very odd for a woman who's met you twice and just given you sort of cryptic messages. Mm-hmm. And, and Grace kind of, you know, says, says, thank you, but I'm afraid I've never got your name. And then she introduces herself. I'm, I'm Grace Littlefoot. The woman laughs and she says, it's been nearly 400 years since I had a name, Grace Littlefoot. And um, gives your hand another oh, squeeze and then takes Alex's hand and sort of leads her away from, from you. Can I <laughs> swipe? One of my sun drop dials from. Uh, you can make it, brother. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You are so, being carried I was by me say, with you... your one arm, and your other one is holding a staff. Your strength was no. what three? No. Yeah. yeah. Right, but like you know, I could just like. <laughs> you aren't there. My hand into no. her pocket. No, so you ain't bad boy today. You are hurting. Like so, she. <laughs> Alex is quite a ways away from you. Gris, Gris had to walk over to them to say goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So are you all heading out in search of Ari's cryptic hint and a lake? Yes. Yeah. The lake first. We've decided. I would okay. say Leon and Galen are pretty far behind because she's kind of carrying him, but they're within like visual distance. Yes. Is an ideal distance. So right now your right speed now. is halved, Leon and Galen. Okay. Okay. Um, 
so you all sort of you're you're walking. Arya's leading the way. Um, the trees are getting thick again, and um, so you the the path is sort of winding. But but as you're walking this path, you can hear a stream that seems to be following the path alongside you, and uh, you walk further and. And the trees open up into another clearing, but this is a large clearing. You can see the sky, you can see the mountains, and you discover that this stream does, in fact, feed into a lake. Um, Leon says. Leon looks at Galen because I presume that Ari and Gris just stumbled upon this and we're far behind, so we so can just see it, but we're not quite there yet, are right? Quite a ways behind them. You are probably. Yeah. At this point, a thousand feet behind them. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Leon is... wants to have a little convo with Galen first. Okay, go for it. <laughs> I just take the time convo. to, like, refill my water skin and, like, wash my hands. Chris is just looking for herbs and shit and just probably chilling along the banks. <laughs> so Leon says, I can hear the stream. There's got to be a lake up ahead. But, um, were you gonna, were you gonna tell me about your father? Were you going to tell me that we kind of, like, maybe have a similar situation going on? Was that something you were going to share with me? Or was it just, like, all me sharing things and then you just, like, oh, yeah, no, I've got perfect life. Like, was there a plan to share that with me? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I okay. planned on it uh, mm -hmm. back at the end. But right. apparently uh, God's had other plans for me. Mm-hmm. We end up here, right. and I had to tell everybody instead of just you. There. So, what, like, how, uh, do you know where he is? Like, do you know what? Like, I don't. I don't know much about Tritons. I'm sorry. I know that's not like. Like, how much does Leo know about Tritons? As a noble. Um, as a noble, you basically equate them with mer people or sea elves. You sort of think that, like, okay, they're they're ocean people, but they got feet. Okay. To you, they are mermaids with with legs. Okay. I haven't really come across many tritons. I mean, like, obviously, Aleth is a city, so there is a triton occasionally in the city like they're here sometimes but i don't really know much about them like wh where could he have gone like what ha why would i just eh. i'm just trying to understand why he would choose to leave maybe it's me trying to understand where my father is i don't really know i just want to know what's going on i uh remember i was i was 10 years old and I came home one day from just playing in the woods, being being a child. And our uh, our house was right on the coast of our little village. And I watched him dive into the ocean, and he upset. You you've heard nothing from him. I don't know where he is. All my mother told me was he went to go serve in the Triton Guard because 
Tritons are honor over everything. Very... It's honor and family first before anything else, but obviously... If it's honor and family first, then why did he leave his family? My... Right. <laughs> Father clearly didn't care at all. Leon's like serving attitude because she's like, mm, that doesn't make sense. I don't like that. I don't like this guy. Mm -mm, not cool. Not great. I don't. Mm -mm. So she's like, well, I, maybe I could. I don't know. I, I mean, have a lot of resources. Maybe once we figure out what's going on with situation, I can help you find him. I don't know if that's what you want, but I can I have resources. I can probably help. I, I'll be honest, I, I, it's been over 20 years. Frankly, I, I don't give a shit if he's alive or dead. It's fair. I don't blame you for just, feeling that way. It's, it's hard. Because... Oh, I, I appreciate that. It, uh, it drove a divide between me and my mother. Uh, and she's the only person I have left. And whenever I see her or try to converse with her it's 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 awkward at best um right so that's that's why i went away to the city hmm. found well, friends there we'll call them find that air quote offensive <laughs> <laughs> um so I presume we're getting closer to the lake at this point. Yes, at this point you can see the lake. Okay. While they're um, doing that, so, can I... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I don't know, you go. I was basically just going to say, okay, so, well, I mean, we're here at the lake, so I'm going to... The water's edge? Is that what you need? I, I don't... I don't... Is that what... I hate doing this. the water's edge. I hate doing this, but it always for some reason makes me feel better but i need you to just push me into the lake i can do that <laughs> Leon's like, sorry no Leon's like living out her fantasy she's like oh yes i can no cause Gale physical harm this is payback for water wall is what it is nice. <laughs> all right well as they were uh, presumably in the time they took to to catch up to us, right? Because they were a thousand feet away. They were quite a, a ways away. Um, so I filled up my water skin. I, like, washed my hands and stuff. And as Gris is presumably just foraging for herbs and mushrooms, mushrooms and herbs, yeah. um, I go and I catch something out of the corner. Like, I see something out the corner of my eye at the base of a tree, and I just call out to Gris and go, what's your favorite mushroom by chance? Ooh. Chris perks up from probably whatever bush she's been digging under or near or behind um, and like like a freaking meerkat in meerkat manner pops up and it's like chicken of chicken of the forest. Oh my god. I thought that might be the case. Um, and I walk over to the to the base of the tree and I pick the chicken of, of the forest and I just look at it very fondly and walk over to Chris and go I found that for you. And Chris is just like 
oh, I could absolutely smooch you right now, dearie. And she kind of runs over and like washes it in the creek. And it's just like, oh, it's beautiful. It's so wonderful. She's like, is it snack time? Should we have a snack? I just love, as she's asking all these questions, I just like laugh very softly and just go like, yeah, you remind me of someone. Let's have a snack. Why not? And Gris immediately um, uh, starts washing it in the creek or the river. What what kind of body of water are we next to? I've said every sort of body of you're water. You're by a lake. You're young. Yeah. Yeah, you watching it. Say no. lake. <laughs> you're like creek, river, stream. No lake involved. Okay. <laughs> so I presume um, Galen and Leon are kind of at like the water's edge now. Yes. So Leon looks at Galen and says, can you stand up for long enough for me to push you? Can I? Oh, kind of benevolent DM. Kiss my ass a little <laughs> bit more. No, yeah, you can. <laughs> okay. And we give um, them a So Leon, like... Yeah, I mean, so so you guys, at this point, they're at the water's edge of the lake. You're sort of, cool. you can't really hear them, but you're watching this sort of unfold from a distance. Okay, so I can't, I don't, I, I haven't You don't heard have the context pushing, for any of this. Ryan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we just see them at the Leon, edge. Leon, like, motions, she motions, she lets go of him and she motions to him and says, the staff, give me the staff. And Galen hands it her. So, Galen, at this point, you're a little unsteady again, now that you don't have the staff. Okay, just... And Leon being, says, please. do you want a countdown? Do you want me to just do just it? Do what it. are you looking for? What just do you do need it. from me? Please. And so, just... Leon pushes him. She pushes him. She's pushing him already. It's Can we hear the splash? Or the like... So, you are watching, from your perspective, this what you have seen is Leon brought Galen to the water's edge. She stepped away from him. She took the staff, and then she just kind of did like a running start. And just shoved him as hard as she possibly could in the back. I just start cackling and just turn to Gris and go, well, you can't say, wait, oh, you weren't there. But I say, you can't say he didn't have it coming. And this can't be good. And Gris starts on her little legs, hustling across the lake, trying to catch up. He's fine. She pushed him in the lake. waves the staff and she's like, it's good. He's fine. I have your staff. It's fine. Your staff is fine. Dude, I'm we just can't hear right. I just be her wildly waving my staff. <laughs> so Ashley's like falling, and like sort of points his hands, like he's like diving into the water, and he hits the water and just like fucking, just like takes off, swimming. That's on swimming. <laughs> he's just swimming around in the depths, and then um, is there. Is there like a dock or anything, or is this no, just like a? No, this is just a lake? natural lake. Y'all just happened upon a lake. All right, so Galen sort of, like, I guess, breaches the surface and like throws his hair back, and you can see uh, his more Triton features become more apparent because he's been fully submerged in water. So he slicks his hair back, see his gills more. Because uh, he would always keep those covered up. He has webbing between his fingers. He's got some the backs of his arms. His teeth are sharpened. You know, he's he's kind of like I hate this, but it's the only thing that helps me. <laughs> and he kind of just dives back <laughs> under the water and swims underneath, and then swims uh, towards back back towards Leon in the shore. 
Okay, we just lost Vic. We did lose Vic. Oh no! Did we lose Vic? Vic is back. Vic's back. Um. So, oh, there we go. Oh no, I don't see Vic's face. Mm, not don't. yet. What? There, there we go. go. There, there she go. is. Oh, yeah. she's beautiful. My Discord had a moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Yeah, so so where were we? Right, uh, Galen has breached the surface, yeah. looking like a damn shark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he uh, he like throws his hair back. It's like very dramatic, you know. Like he mm-hmm. he appears mm-hmm. like he you can visibly see that he feels better. Like his body is like finally cooled down. Like he's back to himself. His markings are like like glistening from the water sort of thing and then he dives back down and swims towards the shore i just go dramatic much <laughs> i think gris is like jaw to the floor i think it's probably rare that gris has ever seen a triton mm-hmm. and so just like gala did you go swimming in your clothes do you have dry clothes to change into well, I, I still he have does my have the clothing off. from the finery shop. Right, yeah. So, yeah, so, I did swim in my clothes, but I didn't have a shirt on because I, I took it off when I was in the... Um... Oh, I forgot about... Okay, sweet. <laughs> so, Gris is, like, jaw-dropping. And she's like, so that's what he meant. <laughs> and, like, turns to Ari, like, have you seen this? Like, is this normal? Are we simpatico? <laughs> Leon's just like, how did we not notice this? (laughs) Like, I'll be honest, I try not to pay too much attention to (laughs) Galen. Wait, have we all caught up to each other, Jenny? Because I was running that way. Yes, so now you are all standing on the shore next to Leon, just sort of watching Galen do his thing. And Chris just (laughs) turns to Leon. (laughs) You pushed him? He asked me. It's weird. I know. Trust me. But I, you know what? In the interest of fairness, I think we should all get a turn. (laughs) That's a good point. We should ask him. It's a good, good, can I, I would like, I would also like to push Galen into a lake. (laughs) As he swims towards the shore, he breaches up one more time and kind of like, sort of like, breaches up out of the water and lands on the shore feeling like, yeah, I feel like a thousand gold pieces right now. This feels amazing. <laughs> but then he realizes, like, oh fuck, <laughs> I just exposed myself to everyone here. This is this sucks. And then he frankly <laughs> looks for his uh his things to dry off as fast as possible. Leon crosses her arms and goes, "So, that's some fresh new information. What's this?" If you remember in the clearing when I was being burned alive from the inside out. Correct. um, I do remember that. By your own doing. I might add. Galen sort of just like points at Ari and nods. Yeah. (laughs) Fair point. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He... uh, he goes, I, I brushed my hair back and uh, I showed you my ears. Um, my father is full-blooded Triton, but my mother is mm-hmm. human. So Interesting. I, uh, I have 
Triton traits, but they're sort of mermatic in quality because of my mother's blood okay. mixing with the Triton. Um, How long can you hold your breath? <laughs> Good question, Ari. <laughs> oh my god. And Gris is like, I thought you looked really stunning. And just kind of like hard eyes. <laughs> is it like a type situation or like... Uh, Galen, Galen sort of just like points to his neck at his gills. And he's like, do you see these? You. And how you do you breathe, breathe there? Galen? You can breathe under there? And he, <laughs> he looks at Ari and goes, I can breathe underwater. And then he like darts his eyes back to Leon and is like, yeah, yeah. You remember the fish? Yeah, that was that was that was me. That was <laughs> you. The fish? Yeah. What do you mean the mm -hmm. fish? Can't say. No fish. Chris, there it's better that you about don't know. No, I wouldn't worry. At this point, what's done is done. We're not gonna rehash that. I I, I, I quite agree. There was no fish. What do you and mean? Gris kind of like looks between the three of them and looks at Galen <laughs> like, "Yo, you gonna tell me later or?" <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older, Gris. <laughs> Excuse me, young man. I am older than you, actually. But and okay. I'm older than you, so I beg you to drop it. <laughs> All right, so, like, so, but you're an elf. So are you really that old, Ari? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so I think at this point Gris is just over it and she's like sat down and she's taking off her really nice foot wraps kind of realizing that they're making a trek through the forest and she kind of folds them up nicely and places them in her bag and as she does that she remembers the chicken of the woods mushroom and turns to the party and says a snack perhaps um, yes Leon's like yes hands down absolutely okay all right, so do you prepare it or you just give your friends pieces of mushroom? No, no, I want to prepare it. Um, I'm going to cast my cantrip, uh, create bonfire. Okay. And uh, make a bonfire, and I immediately kind of sit down and start roasting some fucking shrooms. <laughs> so right. my question for you, Jenny, is after carrying Galen for so long, is Leon tired? You just need a snack. Cool. Okay. Are there Perfect. any beasts in this lake? No. There's some fish. Okay. This is a perfectly benign lake. Okay. Cool. We love a perfectly not, benign not lake. Not like a, a secret, like, primordial lake or anything? No, this is just a lake. Okay. <laughs> okay, Galen. You're in a forest. Man. It's just a forest. It's just a lake. This lake was a side venture. Well, you know, I'm a rogue. I have to be suspicious. Hmm. Action sucks. So Chris is kind of humming away, making her chicken her chicken of the woods. Um, we'll we'll say it's ready for the sake of time. Yeah, yeah. and right. uh, slowly hands it out to her her, uh, her crew. It's just one mushroom that you cut into four pieces. Just Yo, chicken of the woods. Chicken of the woods is a big mushroom. I know, but like. I just, Dude. I feel like I should clarify. <laughs> yeah. So we're having our big ass chunks of chicken of the woods. <laughs> and uh, Gris is happily munching and chomping away and, and and kind of looks up as she's chomping, hoping that the rest of the party is doing the same. Mm -hmm. We are. He's like, he's like pacing along the shore, like eating his mushroom. And then he, he crouches down, sticks his hand in the water and snaps his finger and 
grabs a fish and just bites into it. Sounds like. Is that your sibling or something, though? No, no, it's just, it's just a fish. It's just a fish. It's just a fish. Chris, like, you can't ask people that, Ari. It's a valid question. <laughs> he's like, Gail, Gail looks over at Ari and he like flashes his teeth and he's like, as long as I still got these for the time being, I'm going to use them and then bites into the fish again. Gris is once again jaw dropped. Can't believe these teeth is shook. <laughs> what kind of time is it? Can I just like look at this guy and maybe suggest we make this a mobile snack? Uh, yes. I was, gonna, I was just going to say that. Yeah. It's afternoon. Cool. Then I just go, well, this was, um, delicious gris uh but considering it's quite uh plentiful i suggest we make this a mobile snack before we lose the daylight gris kind of nods and, and starts putting out the fire uh and packing up her things and all that good stuff and says all, all right. right let's head out i just turn to galen and say i trust you don't need assistance this time no i feel great cool all right, Wonderful, because so, I don't think I have it in me to carry you anymore, Galen. Um, you I continue did. onwards following Ari. Um, along the winding path, um, the occasional footpath leads off into the surrounding thicket of brambles and trees, but the main path that Ari is leading you down remains the only truly navigable route through the woods. Occasionally, <laughs> a wood elf will peer out from behind a tree, glowering at you as you pass by. Um, you pass over the border of the Sea of Trees in the early evening uh, without much interference. There are no bandits in these woods. It's protected by the wood elves and fey and dryads and druids who call it home. Um, and however, as you cross over to the human side, the air is thick with an odd tension. Um, this is kind of along the border, the area where the racial conflicts of the world between elf and, and human meets its sort of peak. Um, the wood elves on one side of the border, where you just came from, treat the humans as invaders, and the humans treat their fey counterparts with outward hostility, if not violence. Mm -hmm. The path, however, does widen slightly so that the party members, all of you, may walk together in step. Um, you pass through the occasional human village um, as you get through. However, you are following Ari. Ari! Yes? You lead your friends into a clearing that is hauntingly familiar. Yeah. It sends a sort of chill down your spine. There are mushrooms growing from the roots of the trees that surround you, and a stream runs somewhere nearby. It sounds to your ears almost like a woman's laughter. Um, to your left is an unused footpath, wide enough for one person, but it's overgrown, almost as if no one has taken it in a long while. Uh -huh. And next to it is a small pile of rocks. Um, though many years have not been kind to this makeshift cairn, three rocks remain balanced on one another, um, right by this small footpath. All right. Um, I just look around and I can hear the stream and I just take a moment and go, really had hoped I dreamt it, but I think we're getting close. I turn to them. Is this it or is... No, see that this pile, we'll have to, well, squeeze and 
and it'll just be careful walking. Just okay. It's fine. Ari, can I get a perception check? Yeah. Nineteen plus four, twenty-three. So you have never seen this path before, but the cairn reminds you of ah, someone. Gotcha. And yeah. you look a little bit closer, and there appears to be a small velvet bag next to it that's been worn with time, and whatever is inside is is long gone. Well, cool. all right. So as I approach the cairn, I see this velvet bag, and I um just feel it. It probably looks like just kind of collapsed in and just when like everything is like all the air has left my body and I just kind of kneel down next to it and I pick it up and I just like feel it in my hands for a second Ari what is that? Nothing it just um reminded me of of someone Uh can I get everyone to roll a perception check? Yes. Ari you had a 23? Yeah. All right, yes. So you've never seen the footpath before. You're not even sure it was here the last time you were here. Yeah. Uh, mine is 8 plus 2, 10. 13. Uh, 4. I rolled a critical failure. Okay, so you rolled a 1. All right, so Galen, uh, you are too busy trying to pick fish bones out of your teeth to Some really money. notice anything. Leon, you have noticed that Ari is upset. You don't really see much. Riss, you do notice that Ari's upset, but you are more preoccupied with this path that they're next to. Um, you've spent a lot of time in the woods, and it seems like it was well-worn for a while, and it, it no longer is. Mm-hmm. So Gris kind of is, is peeking down the path and uh, trying to figure it out, and she's like, it seems like nobody's been here for quite a while. That seems strange, considering how warm the path is. Um... Without even looking up, I go, I I don't think it was even here last time I was here. So I, I don't know where it could possibly lead. Ari, what is that? What is that? What is that pouch? What's going on? Oh, I don't bother answering. And I just kind of fold it up and tuck it uh, like in my waistband or something. And I put a hand on, on the cairn and just like I'm completely ignoring Leon. I mean, like Leon... System. insight to see if I might have recognized it based on my black market ventures you you don't even have to roll insight it has nothing to do with any of that okay <laughs> no sounds like um Ari did you hear me I can repeat myself if yes, I need I to heard you. so then what's the sitch I is that? told you didn't I I said it reminded me of someone and it did and Gris kind of like what turns is to Ari at this moment <laughs> and is like, you seem to say that a lot. But anyways, should we keep going? Is this the path, you think? I, like I said, I, I honestly, this wasn't here. I don't think this was here the last time, the last time that I was here. Gris, would you like to perhaps walk down this path? It doesn't seem particularly long. Yeah, I think Gris would like to take a little peek. Would you like to follow her, party members? Yes. Yes. Ari. Um. Yes. Just I like I I I stand up. Um. I take a deep breath and I look behind us, like where we just came from, and then I I follow. 
All right. The path is winding, and the plants underfoot indicate that no one has traveled it in some time. At the end is a, another clearing. Um, it's relatively dark. There are a tangle of, of branches overhead that block out most of the sunlight, but in the middle you can make out a mound. It's maybe five and a half feet long, three foot wide, and it is a pile of dirt. On top is a rock. It's a grave? Do we recognize it as a grave? You're gonna wanna roll a perception check. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. All of us? Yeah, you can all roll it. Yes. So my perception is a four. <laughs> 18 plus One, two, 20. Yes, right. Go. With me. 12 plus four, 16. All right, so Gris, I'm gonna start with you. You recognize this as probably a grave, but it could also be something else. You're not particularly familiar with the practices of the humans who live in these woods. Um, Ari, Leon, and Galen, you approach, uh, this mound and you recognize it as a grave. Hmm. Um, there is a rock on top of it and on the rock, um, is a hastily carved name in common. Uh, next to the rock is a dried and shriveled flower, which has long lost its color, uh, its color. Um, but there's no other indication of, of this gravesite having been recently visited, as if the person laid to rest here has been purposefully forgotten. Would you like to mm -hmm. read the name? Yes. 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 All right. The name on the grave just says Theodora. I just, I, I see this stone and then I just kind of kneel by it and then I just stay there and it seems like not like I'm out of the like out of the world. Galen looks at Galen. Galen looks at Galen. And then looks down at Ari. Galen also looks at Ari. Then looks back at Galen. Then looks back at Leon. And then Leon says Ari at this point, as they're doing this, like, um, Ari, ha who has been trying to keep their, their breathing even, just starts to pick up and up and up, and, like, they can't seem to kind of catch their breath. Yeah, Leon is like, so Ari, you know Theodora? You know this person? And it just keeps going. I'm still not, not paying, not answering. I don't think now's the best time to ask that question, Leon. Chris kind of like gonna... swoops over and like goes to kneel and sit next to to Ariadne. Uh, it doesn't really say anything; just kind of exists there in the space with them. Um, maybe like a quick pat or a touch I, of shoulders, yeah. uh, but not much else. I notice at this at this I do notice. Like I don't hear anything, but I've noticed that she comes down. So I just like without looking, without taking my eyes off of this, like this stone and this flower. Um, I like have picked up the flower. I'm holding it in my hand, and I just go. I did tell you the hope was greater than the certainty. And Gris just kind of like lets out a sigh, and just says, "Oh, Ari." Fine, it's been a long time, darling. She was someone close to you. The one closest to me. I'm not. I'm ignoring Galen and Leon. I'm just talking to Gris. And Gris, yeah, is we're like, just sitting here listening. 
Chris is Chris is like the closest. I um I pull uh this this twine underneath. I like fumble with my hands and I like pull this twine from underneath my uh my shirt, my tunic. And I just go um and I pull it over my head and I just hand it like and I with still just not even looking, still just looking at the stone, but I put it in her hand. And I don't take my hand off of hers. Like I let her look at it, but like I'm like this is like I don't take my hand off the twine. Mm-hmm. So I'm just standing there with like my hand so like this. I'm kind of looking at it. it. What am I noticing from this twine? So you're gonna see that on this the, the end of this twine is um a wooden a beautiful like like dark wooden ring, and on the um, outside it reads, um, "I rest my head at night content, knowing where my marbles went." In on the inside. And Christina. Um, yeah, go and so it. I just I just um let go of it and then I just place like the flower back. Um and I stand up. I think Gris Gris is still kind of kneeling, kind of registering what Ari has implied, maybe not told mm-hmm. but implied, and just like you know, looks up at them. And this is immediately just kind of like I think overwhelmed. And I think cries, uh, I think Gris would cry for her friend in this instant and kind of knowing knowing a similar feeling and just kind of um, maybe slowly stand up and, and go to take their hand and maybe kind of thinking about hugging them or thinking about embracing them, but instead yeah. just kind of like make eye contact and, and you know, just shed tears for, for her friend. Mm-hmm. I did tell you I didn't want to come back. And Gris says, oh, I know, but I'm so grateful for you. We don't have to stay or would you like time alone and Chris just kind of like fumbles over her words not sure exactly what it is Ari might want in this moment um I I um take I like put out my hand like expecting the ring back and uh to no one in particular just like I just need to get somewhere where there's a drink <laughs> and Chris you know kind of hands back the ring and, and uh I easily put it like I'm fumbling, putting it back over my head like I can't. I'm shaking. And kind of like squeezes Ari's arm and, and turns yeah. to to Leona and, and now I notice the others and just give them like the like really meanest of stares. Like they have done nothing wrong, but <laughs> they have done absolutely nothing wrong. But still, it's like if you like, yeah. So I think we should find a tavern or something, Leon. As you are standing there, um, and you're being stared at meanly, uh, you look down. This is still part of your nat 20 perception check. I'm going to carry it over here. And um, you notice that at your feet is growing a single beautiful purple flower. Well, pick that. Okay. Can I? Well, well, should I? Yeah. You You can pick it, yeah. I'm gonna pick it. I'm gonna take that. What would you like to do with what your purple flower? happens when I pick it? Uh, nothing. You have a flower. <laughs> <laughs> One flower. You have this flower now. Um, Congratulations. This flower belongs to you. Um, Leon kind of looks at Ari and says, I don't really know. I understand. Probably very angry. Me, based on that look right there. <laughs> but 
you maybe you could take this to kind of carry them with you I um I'm still just staring at them and I like just soften and go I wasn't angry at you I'm sorry and I'm just looking away I like I take the flower um and I look at it and I go I give it back and I say I think she deserves someone else to pay her respects okay um so Leon hears that doesn't know how to respond she's like okay um okay Seeing that Leon has the flower on the stone. Seeing that Leon is kind of like maybe not knowing exactly what to do. Um, Galen at that at at seeing Leon place it, I like tear. My eyes leak as they are right now. Uh, It is uh, like I wipe them away quickly. You can decide if you want to see if you saw that or not. Galen, what were you going to do? Galen gonna do. Watching uh, after Leon lays the flower down, Galen unsheaths his dagger, um, point down, so down towards the ground, takes a knee and holds it over his chest, and says in primordial, Ooh. "Hope you know you haven't been forgotten." And then <laughs> sheaths his dagger and stands back up and looks at Ari, and says, "I could tell you what I said if you want to, but." Or not, um, but... Sure. I let them know that they haven't been forgotten about. Because it's very clear that this person meant something to you. Theo. Her name is Theo. It's, It's clear that Theo was important to you. And... Judging by your reaction, I can respect that, and I wanted to honor them the way that we do back home in the brigade. And he kind of just looks down at the ground. And I just sm- smile and just go, "Well, appreciate you not being an asshole about it," oh. <laughs> uh, and tried to just laugh it off. At that point, I go, "You should know." The reason uh, for this will become relevant as we head into this territory and just trying to like go back into like mission mode and just be like, okay, these this may not be the safest place for all of us, and you need to be prepared, okay? Why? Just like, nope, I am. Uh, you think the worst you've seen is that barkeeper who was rude to us? Um, they might uh-huh. kill us. Well, they we did might all die at the soiree. <laughs> uh... It's just Leon. Well, uh, that was I got me. Pretty, I got pretty banged up. You uh, not so much. You <laughs> didn't really. You didn't bite. Remember, remember, you didn't use magic. I don't know. So. Fair enough. No, I, I remember. Just at the very least, y'all hide your ears. And Chris is okay. like, hide your ears. Leon <laughs> knows. Gail, Galen really at this point, out. like, all right, yeah, whatever, and like undoes his hair and just lets it. Cool. So I, I, I'm, I'm still up, but I like, I, I just dust myself off, and my hand rests for a moment where I've tucked the the velvet, um, 
the velvet thing and I just like take it off and then I cross it ac across my body. So are you heading out of the clearing? I think so, yeah. Yes. Well, I am. If y'all so, is, is there anything yeah, we're going to follow Ari. for us to see Jenny? Or have we seen everything? We've seen everything. Okay. Um you leave the clearing following the same path and Ari you cast one last look over your left shoulder and you realize that this path that had been so overgrown now looks trampled once more as if people have been visiting this grave site mm -hmm. every year since you last saw Theo. Mm -hmm. 